Hello and welcome to the Live Blissed Out podcast, helping demystify decision-making so you can get unstuck and take action. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, bringing you another blissful episode. Hello, action takers. Welcome to episode nine of the Live Blissed Out podcast. Thanks for joining me. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Our topic for this episode is healthcare for small business owners, and my guest is Natalie Liker. Natalie represents health markets in the Denver area, as well as in both Kansas and Missouri. She focuses on giving small businesses, families, and individuals choice, convenience, and counsel on their coverage options. She personally meets with her clients to understand their needs and provide objective guidance and solutions. Hey, Natalie, welcome to the show. Hey, Marissa, it's great being here with you today. We as business owners know a lot of business owners, and we also know a lot of people out there who are thinking of starting a business and have put it off for whatever reason. And one of the things that people tend to overlook when they're thinking about starting a business is healthcare. And this could be for a lot of reasons, but one, for example, could be that they're starting out for themselves for a business, but then their spouse has a job that includes healthcare coverage. And now the spouse may lose their job, they get laid off for whatever reason. And now they're looking at the business as their sole way of bringing income to the family. And then they come face to face with the fact that now healthcare is not part of that equation. What do you feel is the biggest surprise regarding healthcare that small business owners have when they start a new business? Well, that's a great question. I think the biggest surprise for most people that I'm talking with is cost. And that could be a positive or a negative thing. When I'm looking at individual versus group healthcare, generally the overall costs are very similar, but there's a lot of other factors that come into that. If they're used to having an employer pay for a plan, there could be a little bit of sticker shock, but there's also some ways that they can get help on those monthly premiums as well. So it can go both ways, but that's generally the biggest question mark that people have when they're starting this search. So it's mostly sticker shock, you would say? Yeah. And again, that could go positive. It could go negative. There's some people that are completely unaware of what's out there and it's a huge relief when they actually start looking at the real numbers. So let's talk about two scenarios. The first is somebody who currently has a job, but they're really not fulfilled and they want to take that step forward and start a new business for themselves, even if they don't currently have healthcare outside of their plan with their employer. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about the scenario where you have one couple, for example, where one is actually working in a job and has full coverage for the family, and then the other one is an entrepreneur. How does that come to play? Could you give me an idea of how that works? There's a couple of ways we can look at this. If you've got that second scenario where one person may have an employer that offers great benefits and the whole family is taken care of, that's becoming less and less common. Employers often take care of the employees specifically, but not all of their family members. A lot of times if things happen to that job or that employer decides to make changes, it's kind of a rush. It's a panic of, 
what do I do? Where do I even go to start this search? And is there another option out there? I love working with people in that anticipation stage. So like you said, those people that maybe are in a position that they don't love, or they're working with a boss or other coworkers that are just not feeding them, and they would love to break out and do something different, but it's holding them back because of their health concerns. Most of us are trained, find a job with benefits, that top of the list. We know people take benefits over a higher salary in a lot of situations. For me, it's finding those people who are looking for a change and maybe they're not in that panic mode yet because they haven't lost coverage, but they're just seeing what it, what's out there, what can I look at and when can I make changes before they get to that point of my benefits are ending in the next few weeks. And in a lot of cases too, people who are currently employed, what they're trying to do is they're trying to find that balance between when does my hobby become a business? They mm-hmm. want to make sure that they have enough capital and that their business is really going to be able to take off. So they either work part-time on the business until they can get it to the point where they feel more confident and they're ready to take that step. Are there any particular recommendations in terms of when is a good time to make a change and get that enrollment if they were to decide to move from an employer to being a business owner? There is. So I always recommend people start that process early. Generally, if you're losing coverage for whatever reason, because you decide to leave a job or your employer stops offering it or you get laid off, you have 60 days from that last date of coverage to enroll. We can actually enroll usually 30 to 60 days beforehand too. So you don't have a lapse in coverage. It's very nerve wracking when people say, I'm losing benefits at the end of this month. How do I make this happen so that I don't have even a few days or a few weeks where I'm not covered because who knows? So that 60 day special moment is huge. If you're losing any type of coverage, that's going to apply generally to anyone that was on that plan. So that may be a family member as a spouse, dependents. And the other opportunity we have is open enrollment each year. Generally starts in November and depending on where you live could vary what the length of that period is, but that is essentially open season on health insurance. Um, You can make changes, enroll in a plan if you don't have one, pick a new plan, leave a current coverage that maybe you don't like or is tied to a job and pick something completely new. So that is definitely the the time of year to at least look. I've got people who say, you know, I want to make changes, but I'm not really sure when. Open enrollment is a great time to take a look at those options, just see what's available, and then they can decide if they need to make a change. When you say 60 days, are you talking about 60 days before they even give the information to their employer to say, I would like to leave? So plan 60 days in advance before they actually leave their job. Yes, that's definitely something that we can start. You know, that 60 days is not a hard and fast number for planning, but it gives us some time to make decisions slowly and kind of find out what's out there. Because usually this is a very new process to people. I would say anyone who is looking to have that conversation with their employer and leave, soon as they make that decision, before they ever give their notice, we should be sitting down and going over what their options look like. I agree with you that it's probably best to plan ahead because then that way you're not feeling like there's a time crunch. You've got a window where you can make all those plans before you actually flip the switch, so to speak. Exactly right. Yeah, because you never know when that employer plan is going to end. A lot of times it could be that last date that you work there. Sometimes it's a little longer than that. What does the process look like and how long does it take for everything to happen so that by the time they start their business, they know that they have the coverage they need? Generally, I need 
about two full weeks for everything to be in place. And that means we enroll today and two weeks from today, you've made a payment, you've got insurance cards, all of your policy documents, and you're ready to use your insurance if you need it. Deadlines are a little gray in that area and I can definitely make it happen in shorter than that. But if you want coverage, say on the first of a month, we really need that two week period to get you taken care of. Now, the process for selecting a plan can usually be done in about an hour. I try to meet with most people face-to-face because it is so complicated. There's a lot of options out there. And that's not possible. We do screen sharing. I know a lot of us are visual learners. So being able to see the numbers and the plan details and all of that, again, usually we can get to a decision point in about an hour and then we only need 20 or 30 minutes to get people enrolled. And I would imagine that this also varies from state to state because options that are available in one state do not necessarily apply in another. Is that right? That is true. And each state's going to have their own rules on if I'm looking for first of the following month coverage, when is my last date to enroll? Let's assume that they are sitting down with you and you are consulting with them and going through all the different options depending on their particular situation. What type of information would you like them to have to make your job easier? That's a great question. And I get that with almost everyone that I'm starting to talk to is what do I need to make this process smooth? The first thing that I ask of folks that I'm meeting with is get a really good, comfortable number about what you can afford on a monthly basis. We all know in our head what a budget looks like, what we might be able to afford. And I know it can be very nerve wracking going into a market where you have no idea what something costs. So when you know this is truly what I can afford, we can work with really any budget. So that's definitely number one is what are you comfortable with on a monthly basis? What's sustainable? A few other things that we may look at is your specific doctors hospital preferences, medications that you might need, dentists, eye doctors, anything that you know has to be covered when we select a new plan. Networks, at least in our area, are becoming so important. Plans are getting smaller and smaller and just a little bit more intricate. So learning how that works is a huge piece of that and knowing, do I have a doctor that I absolutely have to see or am I a little bit more flexible on that? Am I open to seeing someone new? The other thing that we'll always look at is estimated household gross incomes. This is going to affect monthly premium depending on where you are on that scale. So being able to estimate that for the current year and definitely for business owners, this can be a tricky one. So there's some things that we walk through when they have those numbers and try to estimate what's a good year look like, what's maybe not so great year look like, and try to meet in the middle for getting an accurate quote. Is there any help available for business owners who perhaps, especially as we know, when we start a business, there's very limited income that comes in because you got to get the business off the ground. Could take a year. It could take several years. What kind of resources are available for people who have limited income or have resources that are tied into the business? That's a great question. And yes, there are some resources available that, you know, even six years into the legal changes in our market, people still don't know about completely. Tax credits or subsidized plans are available in all states, depending on what your income looks like. And the good news on that is for business owners, the number that they're looking at there is after the business expenses that you're deducting. So we take your full gross income as a business owner, but then if you're putting a lot of that back into your business, we get to lower that number. And that's where most people are seeing that major help. What types of resources are available to walk them through the process? And what other options do they have in terms of making this as easy and as effective for them? 
everybody has a different situation with their healthcare and their needs, as you mentioned. And so how do we make that work for them in the best possible way? The number one resource that's available for a business owner, an individual, someone who's maybe just taking a look at what the market looks like is brokers. We can educate people on here's what's available. Here's the legal requirements and the things that we have to follow. There's great website resources, depending on your state, that explain the whole process, but there's no match for sitting down with another human and actually having a conversation where you can ask specific questions. You know, maybe you're nervous about this process. It's totally new to most people. And having that broker as your teammate is completely priceless. I've definitely spoke with people that said, hey, I've tried to do this on my own. I think I've got a good route, but I would love to have another set of eyes, someone who's trained and licensed to look at these things and make the right decision. So that's definitely the biggest resource that we have. And the big piece about brokers, we are no cost. So generally the insurance companies are paying us. So it doesn't cost anything for the consumer. And when you say broker, does that mean that the individual has access to all the different options or are they limited to a particular type of insurance? Most brokers work with several different types of plans and different companies. So they do have access to several different things. For our companies specifically, we work in the health insurance market as well as supplemental plans. A lot of times we have to get creative when you're looking at a budget that might be limited. There are different options versus just going to one insurance company and saying, okay, this is what I need. There's a range of plans available as well as different pieces that we can put together to make a a perfect package for someone. Do brokers specialize in a particular field or are they general advisors? They are general advisors, um, but it depends on the individual. Some brokers work specifically with seniors. Some work with business owners and know how to navigate those intricacies of providing employees coverage and others work in the individual market. Finding one that can kind of cover some of those areas, maybe not all of them, when you have questions is definitely important. And how do I know how to pick a good broker? Am I looking for a referral? Am I looking for somebody who I connect with? I mean, what are some questions I should be asking per se to find out if this broker is somebody that I feel comfortable working with? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, there's brokers that work specifically online. You know, you do a phone conversation with them and that's really the only access you have. If that fits your schedule and your lifestyle, then great. That could be a good way to go. And those people are very knowledgeable. But if you're a little bit more comfortable sitting down, having a conversation, maybe face to face, I would suggest finding a broker that you can get comfortable with and really build a relationship. Because I know my goal is to have long term clients, I don't need to meet with 100 people a day and just see them once and never speak to them again. That's not helping either one of us. My goal as a broker is to create that relationship so that when you have a life change, or you decide to go back to work or start a different business, hire an employee, we can have an ongoing conversation and really make the best decisions for whatever your lifestyle is. Is there a tip that you can give that will help people avoid any pitfalls when it comes to seeking out health insurance? Find someone that you trust that you're comfortable asking questions with. So that's a broker and start early. The more time that we have to make this decision and run all of the scenarios, the better position you're going to be in when we finally decide to enroll. Thanks for your time, Natalie. So great to have you on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Marissa. That's all for this episode of Live Blissed Out. 
Thanks for listening and thank you to Natalie Liker for joining me today and for sharing tips on healthcare for small business. Join us again next week for another informative and motivational show. Please visit liveblissedout.com for access to all our podcasts and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you find value in our show, please leave an honest rating either on the website or on Apple Podcast. Plus, if you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash LBO podcast. It's a great place to engage. So long for now and remember to keep moving forward.